Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, November 17th, 2022. It is 8.56 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we welcome you once again from the WCW USHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 381 of the of the second installment of the WCW US Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. And a 2022 WCW US Hall of Fame inductee. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCW US Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, talk, uh, bring you, of course, first off, our wrestling news and views here segment. Of course, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, who is, of course, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo. Or, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our friends at 411mania.com. We hope, we will hope to be hearing something soon from the human suplex machine, John Gross. And in, But in the event we do not hear from Mr. Gross, by the time, of course, we're done with our uh, news segment, and I'll be bringing you, of course, your first take of your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report for this evening. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, one 562 0444 caller ID 138-521-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening. Of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our <clears throat> news and views and history and birthdays here tonight, we will be talking about what took place, of course, on the, the dynamite leading in towards AEW's full gear event coming up this weekend. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you some, uh, we'll get you, we'll get you your highlights, of course, from tonight's episode of impact wrestling and get our personal thoughts and opinions about that we will also of course give you one final update ladies and gentlemen on the on the trivia championship series uh matches that we have currently going on right now even as we speak uh keep in mind of course just to reiterate what is going what is going on in terms of our trivia championship series lineup here for this week keep in mind that that the kia clubs Mint patel is the is defending the WCW US Donnybrook Championship against Jared Thornton. The Iceman Jared D. Girolamo is defending the Impact US Call Your Shot <coughs> Championship in a triple threat match uh, uh, <coughs> versus, of course, uh, both Quentin Davis and William Banks. Also, of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the semifinals of the WCW US Crown Jewel. <clears throat> championship championship tournament is currently going on right now. Of course, like I said, uh, let me see. Uh, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, Justin Carter. Uh, let me see who else was it. Oh, yes. Uh, Jared, Jared Thornton, <clears throat> uh, William Banks, and also, of course, uh, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, are currently competing for the opportunity to move into the to next week's finals and also of course ladies and gentlemen the match was just added here earlier this week 
stemming from our Hard Times Prediction title challenge as the NWA U.S. Wildcat Championship, of course, is, is going to be decided, of course, ladies and gentlemen, against, of course, the five folks who did take part in our prediction title challenge, which I do believe it was. Uh, let me make sure that I have, make sure, I, because we don't want to mislead anyone here, ladies and gentlemen. I do believe that it was, in fact, uh, let me see, let's see. Uh, I know that the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, also, the uh, human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, also, I do believe, uh, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, oh, yes. Jared Thornton, William Banks, and the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, of course, are, are, are of course, taking part in that match as well. Also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that our our special bi-weekly double prediction title challenge, of course, is underway here as we continue to update, of course, as we continue to update, of course, our uh, match card here, our, uh, both match cards for both Full Gear and also next week's Survivor Series War Games event. Uh, we have done some, uh, some updates, of course, here. Of course, also getting, have, we've had a lot more folks, of course, jump in be a part of this ladies and gentlemen and i will of course let you know here hopefully here soon as to uh, as to of course who will be uh, as to what what the championship opportunities will be of course stemming from this but just keep in mind ladies and gentlemen that the ultimate prediction title challenge or of course otherwise known as our golden quest is of course continuing to move onward as we of course will be <clears throat> As of course, like I said, these will be two of the events that will be end up being decided in this. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, any more that does pop up between now and the Royal Rumble prediction title challenge in uh, January, of course, because after the, the Royal Rumble prediction title challenge, which will be popping up sometime around the end of January, uh, we will, of course, be adding up all the votes that we've been, we've been, of course, uh, we've been that we've been of course uh gathering up here since of course the nwa 74 uh event took place and we will uh, let you know of course who who ever had the most the most correct predictions of course here throughout the the entire field between nwa 74 and next year's warrior rumble they will become of course ladies and gentlemen the brand new wcw us world heavyweight champion and we will of course be making 100 percent uh absolutely certain one uh we'll be doubling and triple checking every single bit of that ladies and gentlemen to make sure that we do in fact have a clear cut winner and it looks like we'll have of course like i said a bunch of entries of course in this as well <clears throat> some of those names that i have mentioned among others of course will be will be of course involved in this so you can barely believe that as of course uh you know it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be an absolute uh, uh wild contest here ladies and gentlemen to see who is going to end up picking up the big piece of gold so we'll let you know about what will definitely happen with that it is now 9 4 p.m eastern standard time of course as we said thursday 
November 17th, 2022. Good to have you here, of course, here with us here for episode 381 of NWO Wolfpack. And we hope to have some more folks popping in here, hopefully within within the next little while. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go directly to our wrestling news and views, courtesy, of course, of our friends at 411mania.com. Uh, the radio network, of course, here, as always, thanks our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. <clears throat> of course, in addition, right here on Wolfpack. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, on Revolution, as well as Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, uh, Power Hour, uh, WCWUS This Morning, as well as, of course, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on uh, Sports Machine. And, <clears throat> and we hope before the year's out, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be able to utilize a lot of our shows, a lot, to get some more of our shows up and going, and definitely uh, utilize 411 Mania on those programs as well. Uh, for our first story, of course, ladies and gentlemen, coming in here tonight, as Jeremy Thomas is reporting that Mick Foley talked about why he, he actually left Twitter, and with him, with him pretty much saying, it's mostly on me. McFoley says farewell to Twitter recently, but he says that while Twitter made it an, an easier decision, uh, he struggled with moderating his use of the platform. Foley spoke on the new episode of Foley is Pod for, all, for ad-free shows about his decision to leave the platform last month after Elon Musk acquired it. It would be easy to blame the atmosphere on Twitter. That was part of it, Foley said, per Wrestling Inc. But Conrad, since day one, I had trouble using Twitter in moderation. It's mostly on me. I struggle with it. I think a lot of people do. And then you get to where you're spending hours a day looking at everything on there. He continued, as it became progressively more d- divisive, I began, I began to feel like I was swimming in a pool full of turds. One turd you could dodge, that you could dodge that turd. You could still enjoy the crystal water, but at a certain point, and being on Twitter, it just be, just becomes an exercise in dodging turds. It's time to get out of the water, and that's what I did. Foley did note that he is considering coming back to Twitter next year because of the hard work he did to get his two million followers. But what would consider letting someone run the account? So we will, of course, be. Be of course updating everyone on that. If we have any, of course, uh, if we have, of course, any, uh, <clears throat> if we have any updates, of course, on that in the near future. Four Eleven Mania is currently providing live coverage of tonight's episode, ladies and gentlemen, of Impact Wrestling. Of course, one match we know of that is currently going on right now is that uh, Eric Young is taking on Sammy. Is going to be taking on Sammy Sammy Callahan. Among, of course, of, among some other great wrestling action on Impact here tonight. So you should listen to what the guys at 411 Mania are currently saying about, of course, tonight's edition of Impact. <clears throat> Our next story. Jeremy Thomas posted our next story here, folks. As Tony Khan talks about the return of the Elite at Full Gear and their rivalry with the Death Triangle. The Elite are making their AWTV returns at Full Gear with a chance to get back to Trio's championship 
and Tony Khan weighed in on their return. Khan sp spoke during the AW Full Gear <clears throat> uh, media call on Wednesday and was asked about the Elite's return. Khan said he couldn't comment on the investigation to the all-out backstage brawl that resulted in the Elite suspension. Instead, pivoting to talk about their in-ring return and rivalry with the Death Triangle, here, of course, are some highlights. <clears throat> on the Elite's return at full gear, Tony says, Well, I can't comment on the investigation at this time, but I would comment on their wrestling status, the Trios Championship. They were the winner of the World, World Trios Championship at All Out, and the title was vacated in Buffalo and recrowned the Death Triangle as champions, and they've gone on, I think, to be, to be great champions. On the rivalry between the Elite and Death Triangle, Tony says, and really, I believe they are arguably the two greatest trios in the history of AEW. They have a rivalry that goes back many years and even in some ways predates AEW with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. And I believe Kenny Omega and Pac have one of the greatest singles rivalries in AEW as well. And the trios have, uh, and the trios have had great matches across singles and tags on the homecoming episode of Dynamite on January uh, 12, 2020. They had an amazing match, of course, on after uh, Kenny Omega and Pac had a classic singles match. I can't wait to see the trios match. So from a wrestling standpoint, I think it sets up to be very exciting. And I think that people are excited to see Kenny Omega and the Unbucks back. They have fans all over the world. So it's a very compelling reason to watch the pay-per-view to begin with. And, of course, we do credit AEW, uh, of course, for bringing that uh, for bringing that information here to us, of course, to us, of course, tonight. <coughs> Sorry about that, here, folks. Now, our next story: Jeremy Thomas, of course, here tonight, as WWE posts a job opening for a new writer and producer. WWE is on the search for a new writer and producer posting a job opening online. The company posted the opening on opening today, and you, of course, you, there's a link. You can, you can actually see it right there. Uh, it says you can go to www.corp.wd5.myworkdayjobs.com uh, forward slash uh, en dash capital U capital S forward slash WWE Corp forward slash job forward slash writer uh, dash producer. So you can, of course, and there's a link. Like I said, you can check out on this story at 411 Mania, of course. But I'll read the the responsibilities, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, for the writer producer. Key responsibilities. Develop clearly defined yet emotionally sophisticated characters for a diverse group of WWE talent. Script descriptive, thought-provoking, captivating, creative storylines for Raw, SmackDown, and select programming on the network. Collaborate with a team of writers to build compelling stories that capture a global audience fitting multiple demographics. Provide punch-up for specific scripted segments, as well as review the the. The total, the, the, the total of, uh, of an entire episodes for con continuity and flow. Uh, 
incorporate consumer insights and social media to deliver impactful storylines that are consistent with the WWE brand and each talent's skills and history. Weekly travel to our shows, of course, Raw or SmackDown, and rotating travel to pay-per-views, attend and contribute in creative writing team meetings every week at our Stanford, Connecticut headquarters. Qualifications, five-plus years of writing for TV, film, or social media, producing and directing experience a plus, professional TV staff experience in drama and comedy a plus, experience in live TV production a plus, plugged into social media trends, previous experience working with with on-screen talent, creative writers and producers, understanding of WWE's audience, uh, demographic and psychographic a plus, but not required, a a BA and a BS in film, TV, and drama, media studies, communications, or similar field of study, or validated experience in lieu of a degree. So, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, keep all that. So, be, be, so definitely, of course, if you're interested, you can check that out, of course, uh, you know, and see if, if, if working for WWE would be, of course, for you. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as Bobby Fish talks about winning his first boxing match and what's next with the Global Titans. Bobby Fish was victorious in his pro boxing debut, and he recently weighed in on the fight and what's next for him as a fighter. Fish defeated Boating Preemp on the undercard of Floyd Mayweather versus Dehai last Saturday. He talked about the fight on the latest episode of his Undisputed podcast. Here's a couple of highlights from that. On picking up a win in his first fight, Bobby says, we went over to Dubai and we had a great time. We really did. We came back with a, so that was my first professional boxing fight, and I am officially 1-0 with one knockout. So congratulations to me and the Herald coach Alex. I mean, honestly, if I look at it as far as what the outcomes could have been, and they were numerous to be sitting here right now having the conversation and to be 1-0 as a professional boxer. They had one technical knockout. I don't know. Couldn't have hoped for better. I guess, yeah, I'm pretty satisfied. On his fighting future, Bobby says, I did feel like when the fight ended, like I was just kind of getting comfortable. So I guess it leaves me with still a little bit of a scratch to itch, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. <clears throat> there is a second fight to be had with Global Titans. Preliminary, we're talking about maybe sometime in February, but we don't know. We don't know who it is against, what exactly it's going to be. Fingers are certainly crossed for it to be kickboxing or MMA. I think kickboxing is one, is the one that makes the most sense. I think that's the one that has, that has the best odds of happening with Global Titans. But yeah, it's all kind of up in the air. We'll see. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we do have, of course, a YouTube video of Bobby Fish's um, Undisputed uh, po- bo- podcast here where he talks about this particular fight that he had here. We will post this, ladies and gentlemen, in the interview corner page so everybody can go back and take a look at that. Sorry about that here, folks. Apparently, I uh, 
go. Okay, sorry about that. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight <clears throat> as this week's edition of Before the Impact is, of course, online. Andrew Everett takes on Yuya Yamira on this week's edition of Before the Impact. And the live stream is officially online. Of course, you can see the, vid the video is on this page if you wish to, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, check it out. Of course, it did kick off, of course, over two hours ago. It is described as follows. The action begins before the impact streaming this Thursday. They did stream, of course, like I said, two hours ago, exclusively on Impact Plus, YouTube, and Facebook. Andrew Everett returns to Impact Wrestling as he takes on Takes of the Skies with New Japan Pro Wrestling up-and-comer Yuya Yamira, plus Gia Miller, Josh Matthews, and George Iceman. Get you ready for all things Impact. <clears throat> Also, of course, here, uh, also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can, uh, we'll post this in the, on both of our Impact U.S. pages, so that way you can go back and check this out, of course, here as well. Our next story right here, Jeremy Thomas posted this story tonight. <clears throat> As Bobby Fish and Steve Mocklin, Steve Mocklin talk about why the Undisputed Era didn't feud with the Forgotten Sons. The Undisputed Era, Era and Forgotten Sons wanted to have a feud between them in NXT, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Bobby Fish and Steve Mocklin recently discussed why the two factions were active in NXT at around the same time. And on a recent episode of Fish's Undisputed podcast, the two talked about how the stables wanted to have a program together why it wasn't meant to be. Here, of course, are a couple of highlights. Fish on, on the feud never happening. He says, I'll say for myself, I really enjoyed uh, the time that we spent it in NXT. And part of that was, was, what was meeting you, meeting Blake. We never did get that program together, which that I think we'd all talk about a few different times. We did have the one ladder match in Portland, which was fun to put together. I think really what happened with us and you guys was you guys were really kind of getting the Suns thing going. And I would say that you guys were basically able to make other people look better than they were. That's kind of what we were too. So we worked with the Street Profits and we worked with not to say that they weren't good. They were, but it was our place to just like to, to like just help people get reps and whatnot. So I think we were too similar in that way to end up getting a lengthy program. Steve Mocklin talks about talk, talks about talking with Triple H about the feud. Mocklin says that was one of those things too, where it, where it did get to work together, and we knew that there's the money here. There's like there's a draw that with that this program. And I remember talking to Hunter, and Hunter would tell us, "Well, they're heels." I'm like, "Undisputed Era." I know you're trying to make them heels, but the crowd loves them. May make them the baby face in this role. But they didn't want to turn you guys at the time, which we get. It's his plan. So it's just, all right, we'll just keep pitching ideas. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will. I do believe this is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I think the same uh, episode here, of course, of uh, that we did have here before, of course, in, in the story about Bobby Fish's uh, a fight that he had here recently. Uh, so we will definitely get that posted, ladies and gentlemen, 
in the uh, interview corner page that everyone can go back and watch and listen to that. Our next story, of course, right here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. As Soraya was confident that she would get cleared for an in-ring return. Soraya is set to return to the ring at AW Full Gear, and a new report notes that she was competent before she signed with AEW that she'd be cleared. According to Fightful Select, Tony Khan told the site that Soraya had been confident that she would be able to get medically cleared to wrestle, and he took her at her word. Khan noted that Soraya had been unable to get cleared, they had other ideas for her, and that she would have served as an ambassador for the company. The AEW star will be facing Britt Baker at Saturday's pay-per-view in her first match since she effectively retired due to an injury suffered at a WWE live event in 2017. So we look forward to seeing, of course, Rhea back in the ring for the first time, really, in about five years. So it ought to be a very good match here, of course, here indeed. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as a note on the expected date for AEW's Revolution event. A new report has details on the expected date for AEW Revolution. According to Fightful Select, most talent that they have spoken to in the company expect the pay-per-view to take place on, excuse me, on March 4th or 5th in San Francisco at the Chase Center. AEW Revolution took place on March 6th 2022 in Orlando and March 7th in 2021 from Daly's Place. Uh, <clears throat> AW is yet to confirm a date for the 2023 uh, uh, iteration. And of course, Tony Khan, I wish you would consider bringing an event like this to, of course, maybe Greensboro. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as Tony Khan talks about Thunder Rosa's title status, in which he says, eventually you have to crown a lineal champion. Tony Khan has considered the possibility that he may have to strip Thunder Rosa of the AEW women's title due to her injury status. On the AEW Full Gear media call today, Khan was asked about Rosa's status, the fact that she, that she says she may not be ready to return until 2023, and if he's considered crowning a lineal champion in her absence. Khan acknowledged that's a possibility and said that he's still weighing the pros and cons of such a decision. He says that he wants to give her the chance to come back and defend the title, that eventually that, that they will need to crown a lineal champion. <coughs> Khan says, yes, it's something we have considered. This was per Wrestling Inc. And something to consider. I'm still weighing the pros and cons. Thunder Rosa is a great wrestler, and it's unfortunate that she's injured. And it's kept her out a long time, but it's not an easy situation, and I try to take everything on a case-by-case basis. And I'm trying to give Thunder Rosa every opportunity to come back and defend the championship. <clears throat> but eventually, you would have to crown a lineal champion to your point. Of course, as you know, Tony Storm is set to defend the interim AEW women's title against Jamie Hayter this weekend at full gear. So we'll definitely, of course, be watching this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, 
of course, hopefully we'll get to see Thunder Rosa compete at some point here and do this, of course, <clears throat> the proper way, obviously, and, uh, you know, defending the belt, of course, rather than be stripped of it. But obviously, as you heard Tony Khan did say, obviously, you know, you know, that injury, of course, you know, it's, it's really, it's really bummed a lot of people, you know, that you have to, of course, you know, be, be, uh, you would have to relinquish a championship if you're unable to do anything due to your health or injury status. So anyway, Joseph Lee are posted our next story here tonight as Chelsea Green is expected to be back in WWE soon. As previously reported, WWE is interested in bringing back Chelsea Green, who recently wrapped up her run in Impact Wrestling. During the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, it was reported that Green is expected to be back in the company any day now. It was known that it, that it had that it's been talked about in WWE as a done deal, although at this time it's unknown if she's put as she if she's put pen to paper yet. <clears throat> so we will, of course, be continuing to, to monitor to watch this very carefully and let you know here, of course, about what will happen. This story was posted just yesterday, last night from Jeremy Thomas as we have the updated card for AEW's Full Gear event this Saturday. AEW has an updated lineup of Full Gear following last night's episode of Dynamite. Here is the card for the pay-per-view, which will take place this Saturday the 19th in Newark, New Jersey. The AEW World Title Match, John Moxley versus MJF. AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. We know that Ethan Page, of course, will be in the finals, and he will face either Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, or Lance Archer. We don't know yet, but we'll, we'll give you keep you up to date here. The AEW Tag Team Title Match, the Claim will defend against Swerving Our Glory. The interim AEW Women's World Title, Tony Storm will defend against Jamie Hayter. The Ring of Honor World Championship will be defended in a four in a four way match. Chris Jericho will defend against Brian Danielson, Sammy Guevara, and Claudio Casagnoli. The AEW Trios Tag Team Title Match, the Death Triangle will be taking on the Elite. The AEW TBS Title, Jade Cargill will defend against Nyla Rose. The AEW TNT Title will be defended in a triple threat match with Wardlow defending against Powerhouse Hobbs and Samoa Joe. A steel cage match, of course, Jungle Boy will take on Luchasaurus. Soraya will take on Britt Baker, and the team of Darby Allen and Sting will take on the team of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, be, we still have, of course, like I said, the one update here about who Ethan Page is going to face in the Eliminator Tournament match, of course, at Full Gear. We'll try to let you know something that might be tomorrow on Revolution before we, before we end up finding something out about that. And Jeremy Thomas posted this story here <clears throat> uh, last night as Ric Flair asked Colt Cabana about his issues with CM Punk. Ric Flair says he recently met Colt Cabana and asked him about his long-standing issues with CM Punk. Cabana and Punk's personal issues, which extended back to the lawsuit stemming from Punk's infamous appearance on Cabana's podcast, came back into the spotlight due to, the, due to their both being signed to AEW. Reports 
that some believe Punk may have had some impact on Cabana's not being on AEW TV ultimately led to Punk's blown up to kick off the AEW all-out post-media scrum. <clears throat> and Flair said on the latest episode of Asbury Shows to be the man that he asked Cabana about it recently. Cole Cabana walked up to me the other day, Flair noted per Wrestling Inc. Cole Cabana came over and wanted my autograph, and I didn't know who he was. I've never met him right, and the guy goes, this is Cole Cabana. Then I stood up and shook his hand. I said, what's going on with you and Punk? And he said, it's, it's a long story, so Punk's got more long stories with people than I do. Cabana is a nice kid, really good worker. Punk's status in AW is still a question mark after the altercation. He is reportedly suspended and may not return to the company, though it has not yet, though it has not been confirmed. He is currently, of course, out of action due to injury. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there you have it. There, with your, uh, <clears throat> with your, of course, uh, uh, wrestling news and views here, of course, here for tonight. We do thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to read the stories, read our stories here, of course, here this evening. <clears throat> also, we do give kudos to our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. Of course, King and W.O., Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralamo. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WCWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape. You cannot beat that old fashioned combination. And of course, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, we have never ever disputed that in the past seven years. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what well, with uh, Mr. Gross, of course, not being uh, not be, being being on with us here. Uh, as of as of right now, we don't know if we will hear from him. Uh, prior, prior, uh, here within the next little while, but uh, but we will go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and bring you. We will go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and bring you, of course, uh, our first our first take of our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. <clears throat> but. Uh, Let's see here. We're we'll, we'll first start with our wrestling portion here. Let's go ahead and let's see. <coughs> Excuse me. Now here we go with our, our wrestling portion right here. On the stage in 1996, WWF presented their Survivor Series. From Madison Square Garden in New York, the show is remembered for for one of the most historically uh, as as one of the his, most historically important in the history of WWE. Most notably, marking the TV debut of Rocky Maivia, who of course would be later on be known as The Rock, who had become the sole survivor in his debut match. Later on in the card, Bret the Hitman Hart wrestled his first match since WrestleMania 12, facing and defeating. Stone Cold Steve Austin for the first time. In the main event, Psycho Sid enjoys surprising fan support as he defeated Shawn Michaels to win the WWF title. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure if we have posted this in the video vault yet or not, 
but we do have a video of The Rock making his debut, and we will post that in the video vault so everyone can go back and take a look at it. On his date in 1997, WCW Monday Nitro was in Cincinnati, Ohio, and in the opening segment, the NWO introduced their newest member, Ravishing Rick Rude, sporting his traditional mustache. An hour or so later on Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw aired their aired its pre-taped show from Ontario, Canada, which was 700 miles away, and Ravishing Rick Rude was in the ring with a full beard. As it turns out, WWF officials thought that they had extended Rude's contract, but he had, he had other ideas due to the Montreal screw job, and he jumped to WCW, becoming the only wrestler to appear on both shows on the same night. That weekend, he would also appear on ECW's Hardcore TV. On his day in 1997, on the same show, Vincent Mann sat down with Jim Ross to talk about the Montreal screw job and gave his now infamous Brett Screwed Brett speech. Which, of course, let, let's go ahead and read that here, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> and this is this is coming from Vince McMahon himself. But let me go ahead and just read this. Some would say, I screwed Bret Hart. Bret Hart would definitely tell you I screwed him. I look at it from a different standpoint. Referee didn't screw Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels certainly didn't screw Bret Hart. Nor did Vince McMahon screw Bret Hart. I truly believe that Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart. And that he can look in the mirror and know that. As far as screwing Bret Hart is concerned, there is a time-marked tradition in the wrestling business that when someone is leaving, they show the right amount of respect to the WWF superstars, and in this case, who helped make you that superstar, that you show the proper respect to the organization that helped you become who you are today. It's a time-honored tradition, and Bret Hart did not want to honor that tradition, and that's something that I would have never expected from Bret because he is known somewhat as a traditionalist in this business, I would have never it would have never crossed my mind that Brett would would have, would not have wanted to show the right amount of respect to the superstars who helped him help make him and the organization <clears throat> who helped make him what he is today. Nonetheless, that was Brett's decision. Brett screwed Brett. <clears throat> that was like I said, coming from this man. You know, after, of course, that fateful day happened involving Bret Hart. On his date in 1998 on Monday Night Raw, Raw uh, Gilbert, of course, Dwayne Gill, defeated Christian to win the WWF light heavyweight title. On his date in 2002, some WWE Survivor Series returned to Madison Square Garden in New York, and it was a night full of title changes. First off, Billy Kidman pinned Jamie Noble to take the, cruise, the, 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 the WWE Cruiserweight title. And a hardcore match, Victoria pinned Trish Stratus to win the, the Women's Championship. The Big Show became the first man to pin Brock Lesnar to win the WWE title in a match just lasting under four and a half minutes. <clears throat> Los Guerreros, Eddie and Chavo defeated Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit and the team of Edge and Rey Mysterio in a triple threat elimination match to win the tag team titles. And in the first ever Elimination Chamber match, Shawn Michaels defeated Triple H, Booker T, RVD, Kane, and Chris Jericho to become the World Heavyweight Champion. <clears throat> on this date in 2016, on Monday Night Raw, Luke, Luke Harper won the Intercontinental title with a win over Dolph Ziggler. On this date in 2018, NXT War Games, 
was held in the Staples Center in Los Angeles. The show opened with Matt Riddle making his takeover debut, beating Cassius Ono, within a few seconds following a knee strike. The War Games match itself went on went for just over 45 minutes with the team of the War Raiders, Pete Dunne, and Ricochet emerging victorious against the Undisputed Era, who was, of course, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we will post this video in the NXT US Facebook page, so you can go back and relive that. On, an, on, on this day in 2020, on an episode of Impact Wrestling, the Rascals competed in their final match for the company. Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz would go on to join NXT as the group known as, as the team known as MSK. And one birthday, ladies and gentlemen, to, of course, bring you here. We want to wish a very happy 42nd birthday today to who I believe is still considered the uh, Ring of Honor Women's Champion, Mercedes Martinez. So happy birthday to Mercedes Martinez here tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with, of course, some of your uh, uh, with some of your uh, uh your wrestling history, of course, here for that for the day. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and check out your pop culture history and birthday reports. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that we will present this present this in the same fashion that we present it every single Wednesday on WCW US Outside the Ropes. On the state in 1558, Elizabeth I, who was 20, 25 years old at the time, ascends to the English throne upon death of her half-sister, Queen Bloody Mary. On a day in 1800, Congress holds its first session in Washington, D.C. in an incomplete Capitol building. On a day in 1831, Ecuador and Venezuela separated from Greater Colombia. On a day in 1855, David Livingstone becomes the first European to see Victoria Falls in what is now Zambia and Zimbabwe. On a day in 1869, the Suez Canal in Egypt opens linking the Mediterranean and the Red Seas. On this date in 1922, the last sultan of the Ottoman Empire, Mehmed VI, is, is expelled to Malta on a British warship. On this date in 1970, Douglas Engelbart receives a patent for the first computer mouse. Today in movies and television history, ladies and gentlemen, on this date in 1933, the Marx Brothers movie Ducks, Duck Soup was directed by Leo McCary and starred all the Marx Brothers is released in the United States. On a day in 2003 in music history, Britney Spears at 21 years old becomes the youngest singer to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And today in sports history in 2013, German Red Bull driver Sebastian Vettel wins record eighth consecutive Formula One race with victory in the United States Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas. On this day in 1800, <clears throat> as we said, the Congress meets for the first time in the newly built Capitol in Washington, D.C., which had been established by the Residence Act of July 16th, 1790. <coughs> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some birthdays to speak of late, indeed. Uh, Vespasian, 
was born on this date in 9 AD. He would pass away in 79 AD. Uh, Louis the the 18th was born on this date in 1755. He would pass away in 1824. Bernard Montgomery was born on this date in 1887. He would pass away in 1976. Uh, Cyril uh, Ramaphosa today turned 70. And Chandra Kachar today turns 61. Some other birthdays to speak up here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, legendary actor Rock Hudson was born on this date in 1925. He would pass away in 1985. Uh, baseball great Tom Seaver was born on this date in 1944. He would pass away in 2020. Uh, legendary musician Gordon Lightfoot today turns 84. Legendary movie director Martin Scorsese turns 80. Um, I'll say the, I'll say the word again. Legendary actor also, of course, he's also been known as producer, director, and all as well. Danny DeVito today turns 78, and RuPaul today turns 62. On a date in 1973, President Richard Nixon tells the Associated Press. People have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I am not a crook. Some weddings to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. On a day in 1749, uh, founding father of the United States, Roger Sherman, who was 28 at the time, would marry his first wife, Elizabeth Hartwell, in Massachusetts. On a day in 1913, film comedian Oliver Hardy of Laurel and Hardy, who was 21 at the time, would marry pianist Madeline uh, Sloshin in Macon, Georgia. They would divorce eight years later in 1921. And on a state in 1934, Lyndon B. Johnson, the future president, would marry Claudia Alta Taylor. Some divorces, one divorce to speak of on a state in 1995, uh, retired Major League Baseball player Johnny Bench, who was 47 at the time, would divorce Laura. Uh, Kwiatkowski after nearly eight years of marriage. Some passings that took place on this date. Gregory of Tours passed away on this date in 594 AD. Calico Jack passed away on this date in 1720. Thomas Pelham Hollis passed away on this date in 1768. Augusta uh, Rodin passed away on this date in 1917. Robert Hofstadter passed away on this date in 1990. And Adrian Quist passed away on this date in 1991. And let's see, on this, and as we said, of course, on this date in 1558, Queen Mary I, the first woman to rule England in her own right, lost respect and was referred to as Bloody Mary by burning hundreds of religious opponents at the stake. Of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, as we did say, she would, of course, uh, uh, Elizabeth I, of course, would, of course, uh, let me go back and go back and look at that here, uh, would, would ascend to the English throne upon the death of Queen Mary, who was her half-sister, for as we said, was otherwise known as Bloody Mary. Some movies and television history here for you. On a state in 1930, the musical known as Sweet and Low, with Fanny Bryce, premieres in New York City. 1933, as I said, the movie Duck Soup, featuring the Marx Brothers, directed by Leo McCary, 
would be released in the United States. <clears throat> I want to say in 1947, the United States Screen Actors Guild implements an anti-communist loyalty oath. I want to say in 1957, WBOY-TV Channel 12 in Clarksburg, West Virginia, starts out as an NBC affiliate, but ends up, of course, is now eventually it becomes an ABC affiliate, begins their broadcasting. I want to say 1958, KAII-TV Channel 7 in Wailuku, Hawaii, an NBC affiliate begins this broadcasting. I want to say in 1962, uh, Neil Simon, Cy Coleman, and Carolyn Lee's musical Little Me opens at Lunt Fontaine Theater in New York City. It would run for 257 performances. Also, of course, two moments on this date in 1968. First off, what was dubbed the Heidi game, NBC cuts to the show Heidi and misses the, the rally from the Raiders uh, to beat the Jets 43-32. Also, on the same day, KHNE-TV Channel 29 in Hastings, I want to say Nebraska, uh, a PBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. Uh, some birthdays in movies and televisions. We said Rock Hudson was born on this date in 1925. He would pass away in 1985. So he was probably close to 60 when he passed. Uh, director Martin Scorsese today turns 80. Actor Danny DeVito turns 78. And RuPaul turns 62. Some passings in the world of movies and television. On this date in 1957. Cora Witherspoon, an actress, of course, born right here in America, known for the movies Quality Street and The Bank Dick. You heard me correctly. That was the name of the movie. Would pass away at the age of 67. Uh, on this day, 1970, Nalton Wayne, an actor of Welsh descent, known for the movies Quartet, Hidden Room, and Double Confession, would pass away at the age of 69. On a day in 1971, Gladys Cooper, actress best known for playing the role of Margaret in The Rogues, would pass away at the age of 83. And on a state in 1974, Clyde Brooke, an actor and director of British descent, who known for the list of Adrian uh, Messenger and also on approval, would pass away at the age of 87. Uh, two, I mean, several weddings to speak of. 1913, as we said, legendary comedian Oliver Hardy of Laurel, Laurel and Hardy would marry pianist Madeline Solution in Macon, Georgia. They would divorce eight years later. On a day in 2008, Hearthrob finalist from Top Chef's second season, Sam Talbot, who was 30 at the time, would marry Colombian model and T-shirt designer Paola Guerrero in a secret wedding ceremony at City Hall in New York City. And on a stage in 2012, award-winning Chinese actress Chen Yao, who was 33 at the time, would marry cinematographer Yu, Kao, Yu Chao in Queenstown, New Zealand. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we will go to your music history and birthdays. On a stage in 1839, Giuseppe Verdi's opera, A Birthday Conte D, would premiere in Milan. 
1842, the opera Linda de Chamon by uh, Gaetano Donizetti is produced in London. Excuse me. I want to say in 1866, the opera known as Mignon by Ambrose uh, Thomas premieres at the Opera Comunique in Paris, France. I want to say in 1876, Tchaikovsky's patriotic Slavonic March makes its premiere in Moscow to a warm reception. I want to say in 1888, uh, I want to say in 1888, Tchaikovsky, there you go, conducts the premiere of his Fifth Symphony at the Marlinsky Theater in St. Petersburg, Russia. I want to say in 1939, Jerome Kern and Oscar Hammerstein II's musical Very Warm for May, featuring June Allison, Eve Arden, and Vera Ellen, and directed by Vicente Minnelli, opens at the Alvin Theater (coughs) in New York City, runs for 59 performances, inspiring a nine-year-old audience member Stephen Sondheim's love for musical theater. On a state in 1941, Virgil Thompson's second symphony premieres, and on a state in 1945, The Girl from Nantucket closes at Adelphi Theater, New York City, after 12 performances. Some birthdays in the world of music, we've already said. Gordon Lightfoot today turns 84, and once again, RuPaul turns 62. Some passings in the world of music. Mm -hmm. On a state in 1648, Thomas Ford, a composer and lute. Lutenist of English descent, of course, the composer Lutenist to the royal court, would pass away. Uh, he was born in 1580, so he probably would have. Been, he would probably passed. He would have been probably around, around possibly in his uh, late 50s, early 60s, I think, when he passed. Uh, on his date in 1770, Gian Francesco di Maio. A composer of Italian descent would pass away at the age of 38. I want to say in 1826, Louise Richard a composer of German descent, would pass away at the age of 47. And I want to say in 1856, William uh, Kenvet, a singer and composer of British descent, would pass away at the age of 77. Of course, as we said, 1913, Oliver Hardy would marry pianist. Madeline Solution in Macon, Georgia. They would divorce eight years later in, two, in 1921. And on a state in 2003, country singer Blake Shelton, who was 27 at the time, would marry Kaynette Williams in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They would divorce three years later in 2006. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your sports history and birthdays right here. On a day in 1869, Englishman James Moore wins his first bicycle race, racing racing 13,000 uh, Paris to Rouen. On a day in 1883, the British Open men's golf and Musselburg links as w- Willie uh, uh, Fernay beats defending champion Bob Ferguson, one up in 36 hole playoff. <coughs> On state 1884, cops arrest boxer John L. Sullivan in his second round for being cruel. On state 1900, the fifth Iron Bowl takes place as Auburn beats Alabama 53 to 5 in Montgomery. <coughs> on state 
I'll say 1906, the 11th Iron Bowl, as Alabama beats Auburn 10-0 in Birmingham. I want to say the 1926, the, uh, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks of the NHL play their first game as they beat the, uh, uh, I believe it's the Toronto St. Patrick's 4-1. I want to say the 1940, the Green Bay Packers become the first NFL team to travel by plane. I want to say in 1953, the St. Louis Browns officially become the Baltimore Baseball Club, Inc., some birthdays in the world of sports. <clears throat> Legendary baseball great Tom Seaver was born on the state in 1944. He would pass away in 2020. And uh, Elvin Hayes today turned 77. Also one passing Adrian Quist would pass away on this date in 1991. As we said before, 1995 won divorce to speak of as legendary baseball great Johnny Bench who was 47 at the time, would divorce Laura uh, Kwiatkowski after nearly eight years of marriage. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with your first take of your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. Once again, we do want to thank 411 Mania for allowing us to read their stories here this evening. Uh, 9.53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course, this is Thursday, November 17th, 2022, 165-562-0444, pound <coughs> This is NWO Wolfpack, episode number 381. Um, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here with you. We do already have one gentleman standing by. Let's go ahead and bring him on here right now. He is, of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the man that brings you your daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports on Fan Imp- WCWUS Fan Empire, Entertainment Cavalcade, and, of course, if necessary, Sports Roundup. He is the general manager of WCWUS Fan Empire on Facebook. He's a multiple-time trivia championship series title holder in both WCWUS and GSPWI. And also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, hails from the great city and state of Indianapolis, Indiana, where, of course, currently, currently, ladies and gentlemen, he is pumped up and ready to go after, of course, getting, getting, of course, that much-needed back massage here uh, and, of course, uh, loosening of the muscles and everything like that by about about 15 to 20 women, of course, that was in the hot tub with him here earlier tonight. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and welcome to episode 381 of NWO Wolfpack here, of course, here this evening. I bring to you, ladies and gentlemen, the godfather of soul himself. No, not James Brown, but this young man, of course, is, of course, a big fan of his. The godfather of soul himself, the one and the only, Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, Justin, we welcome you, sir, to 381 of Wolfpack. We thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you now. Um, so far, Justin, it seems this is right now it's just you and me. Uh, we have not heard from anyone else here, of course, here as well. Um, with that being said, of course, uh, let's go ahead and get right into, of course, the meat of the action here. Um, unless, of course, anybody else pop up pops up here. I'm not sure. Um, 
what else we'll be able to to of course talk about other than the rest of my items at hand and all that but what was your take of course about the uh um for for uh aw dynamite of course leading in towards full gear on saturday uh what was your take about some of the action that took place there of course last night I wish that uh, uh, um, one of the one who needs to shut her mouth is Britt Baker. And um, Full Gear looks like it would be a good this Saturday. And, um, and uh, let's see. It's pretty much good. That's all I can say. Okay. All right. Of course, one match we are not still not certain about, and I'm sure we'll probably find that out tomorrow, is that who will face Ethan Page uh, for that opportunity at the AEW World Title at Winter is Coming. Uh, it could be they said right now they got could be of course uh, three potential superstars. Uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, like Ricky Starks was, was one, uh, Brian Cage was another, and I think Lance Hart was another one so either way uh, uh, that is one that we have not yet kind of posted as far as our title challenge yet because we're not 100% certain but I'm sure we'll definitely find that out of course tomorrow night as I'm sure this match will take place on Rampage to, to find out who of course Ethan Page will be facing on Saturday um, thank you very much here of course here Justin let's give you this one more time here folks uh 9 57 p.m eastern standard time 1605-562-0444 caller id 138-521-pound uh nwo wolfpack episode 381 uh this is thursday november 17th 2022 uh <clears throat> mr wcws chad hinchall as well as of course the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, here with you here, of course, tonight. Uh, do not forget tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, I am not 100% sure if uh, there will be an episode of WCWS Sports Machine tomorrow uh, in the event. I know it was talked about earlier in the week, but in the event that there is, I'm sure it will be sometime tomorrow afternoon, of course, uh, with... Uh, Loose Cannon, Shaquille Cole, Cephas, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. As I'm sure to be talking about a lot of things going on in the sports world, I'm sure they'll be also talking about about anything on a wrestling basis, including full gear and a bunch of other wrestling items, of course, as well. So be, but be sure to listen in, too, of course, in the event it, it, they, they do actually have the show uh, tomorrow afternoon, of course. Nine four four one five eight five pound. Normally, it's normally around the four o'clock Eastern Time hour. So be sure to, of course, check that out and see if, in fact, they will definitely be on. But I will go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, episode twelve twenty three of Revolution tomorrow night at nine o'clock. One three eight zero five five pound. Your news and views, history and birthdays. Of course, we'll talk about. Um, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about tomorrow's edition of uh, SmackDown. Also, of course, the Rampage, tomorrow's episode of AEW Rampage, of course, leading in towards uh, full gear Saturday night. Uh, we hope to get, of course, have some more folks on 
including hopefully Danny from the park and or the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Uh, and, of course, hopefully some more discussion here about full gear and also, of course, Survivor Series, which will be a week from this coming Saturday. And a lot of other great big-time topics, including, ladies and gentlemen, we'll find out who, of course, will, was, of course, victorious in our matches, of course, in our Trivia Championship Series lineup, of course, this week. So I'll give you one final update on here in just a few minutes. So be sure to listen in to episode 1223 of Revolution tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, 138055 pound, all part of the radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and speaking of that update, let's go ahead and bring that here to you here this evening. Uh, we're going to, of course, like we said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, two, we have, of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, uh, we do have, of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at, let's see, the semifinals, of course, of the WCW US Crown Jewel, uh, Crown Jewel Tournament, of course, is currently going on. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the NWA US Wildcat Championship, of course, Fierce way going on right now. Also, also of course, ladies and gentlemen, the WCW US Donnybrook and Impact US Call Your Shot Championship, of course, is also is also being defended, of course, here as well. So let's see, of course, how those matches, of course, are are coming along right here. Uh, let's see. Yes. Okay. Uh, currently, right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Donnybrook Championship, of course, Mitt is defending that against Jared Thornton. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Mitt right now is still currently leading that bout right at this time. Also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, the Impact US Call Your Shot Championship. Uh, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, is defending against Quentin Davis and William Banks. Ladies and gentlemen, it seems Quentin Davis and William Banks are, of course, neck and neck, and J.D. has not even received any votes here yet in this in this match. <coughs> so, uh, so unless J.D. can get can rally some votes here before tomorrow night, he may end up uh, he may end up, of course, uh, losing this championship. So, uh, so like I said, you still have plenty of time to do some voting to see, of course, there if if a, so we'll definitely have to, of course, pass that along to, of course, uh, to to JD and other folks here as well if they wish to vote here. <coughs> Keep in mind that the, the Fierce Five Way right now to, in the WCW US Crown Jewel Championship Tournament, uh, the Iceman, Jared Geralmo, Justin Carter, Jared Thornton, William Banks, and the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. It seems right now that J.D. and William Banks are the only two that have received any votes in this, of course, at all. As uh, and But Justin Carter, Jared Thornton, and even Justin Lewis Fleming have not received any votes in this match as well. So, like I said, be sure to get, to get your votes in there, folks, in here before tomorrow here on this. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the Pierce Five Way for the NWA U.S. Wildcat Championship. Right now, uh, of course, as you know, Jared Thornton, William Banks, 
the Kian Clubs of Mint Patel, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Uh, it seems right now, Mint right now is currently, uh, is currently, of course, leading this right now. William Banks is not too far behind. Jared Thornton has got one tiny vote here in this, but it seems that Justin or John has not received any votes at all. So, uh, so like I said, unless of course something pops up here between tonight and tomorrow, um, we may it may be academic as to who will be pulling off the win and get and becoming the first NWA US Wildcat champion. So, be sure to get your be sure to be sure to, to of course get your get your uh, get your uh, voting going on here as soon as possible. So there you have it, of course, here, folks. Um, so, and you can go to the WCW US Trivia Championship Series down the Golden Path Facebook page uh, to, of course, cast your votes here for these matches uh, if you have not done so here yet. So be sure to get your votes in, of course, as soon as possible. <coughs> mm. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, here, like I said, so far, so far it's just myself and, of course, once again, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. We have yet to hear from anyone else, of course, including uh, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the King Club, Mint Patel, uh, the Cowboy, Clinton James Smith, among, among anyone else. Uh, so we... Uh, so unless, of course, we do, unless we don't have anything else going on here, we do have, of course, two or three more things to address. But unless anything else, of course, no one else does pop up, ladies and gentlemen, this may be one of the shortest episodes of NWO Wolfpack that we may end up having here tonight. So, like I said, we hope to have some more folks in here coming in here, of course, here hopefully very, very soon. We do, we do know that JD has already officially made his predictions in for full gear. But uh, nobody else, of course, has done so. And I think Justin did say last night that he was going to get his in tonight. So that, that's one of our, our pieces of business that we're going to take care of. But before, of course, we do that, we're going to double check and see if we have any updates as far as, of course, our... As far as we're going to see if we have any updates, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, on our um, uh, episode, on of course the ep episode, of course of Impact Wrestling. Okay. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, we do. We I think uh, <coughs> I think we have it courtesy of Kyle Dunning 
at eWrestlingNews.com. I think we do have some your some of your official uh, uh, results here from tonight's episode of Impact Wrestling. <clears throat> Number one, the exhibition tournament, of course, PJ Black taking on Black Taurus. Uh, Black Taurus, obviously, of course, was the winner uh, winner of that contest. Number two, the Motor City Machine Guns took on Aussie Open and also Ace Austin and Chris Bay of the Bullet Club and also the team of Shara and Raj Singh. The Bullet Club, of course, uh, uh, won, won that contest. Uh, number three, Tasha Steeles, uh, who has Savannah Evans in her corner, took on Taya Vachary, who had Rosemary in her corner. Uh, Taya Vachary, Vachary, of course, wins that match. Of course, after this contest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tasha Steeles attacks Taya Vachary after the bell. So Rosemary and Savannah get involved. Jessica finally shows up to save her friends. Beer hat and everything. She takes out Steeles and Savannah by herself and then celebrates with Taya and Rosemary. Next match here, an old school rules match. Uh, Steve Mocklin takes on Tommy Dreamer. Steve Mocklin wins with a DDT on to, of course, some chairs. <sighs> Number five, Laredo Kid takes on, takes on Rich Swan. Rich Swan ends up winning that contest. Uh, let's see. Number six, Number six, uh, Death Machines Double Jeopardy as Sammy Callahan takes on Eric Young. Sammy Callahan wins with the Cactus Driver 97. And that and that obviously, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that actually, ladies and gentlemen, seems to be uh, uh, seems to be, of course, ladies and gentlemen, your uh, uh, your official uh, Results here, of course, for tonight's edition of Impact Wrestling. Uh, of course, big-time lead-ins, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, here. Some great wrestling action here, indeed. And we'll get you an update, hopefully, tomorrow on Revolution about what the ratings, of course, uh, was for tonight's, for tonight's show. We normally do, of course, report that the Friday afterwards. So we'll get that here to you, of course, as soon as possible. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, at 10, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, let's go ahead and speak with Justin here and see if Justin is ready to bring in his predictions for this Saturday's Full Gear event. All right, I'm here. Okay, are you ready to bring in your predictions for Saturday's show? All right. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and get that up here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, as we said, ladies and as we said, of course, folks, um, we do not that one of the matches may not be it may may not officially be uh, be complete here as of yet, um, but uh, but we'll probably it'll probably end up being complete by at least by I think after Rampage tomorrow night but nevertheless here folks it will be of course we do have of course a lot of other action to speak of here uh, so let's go ahead here 
let's go ahead here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and let you know, of course, here of uh, <clears throat> which it looks like, ladies and but which it, it appears. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's just let's just go with it right here. Of course, here, Justin. Our first match here will be the match for the AEW World Title as John Moxley will take on MJF. John Moxley. Okay. The match for the AEW World Tag Team Title match, Tag Team Titles, the acclaimed will defend against Swerve in Our Glory. Swerve in Our Glory. Okay. The match for the interim AEW Women's Title, Tony Storm will defend against Jamie Hayter. Tony Storm. Okay. The four-way match for the Ring of Honor world title, Chris Jericho will defend against Brian Danielson, Claudio Casagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. I'll go with Chris Jericho. Okay. The match for the AEW TBS title, Jade Cargill will take on Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Ooh, okay. Uh, the a very highly anticipated matchup here, as Britt Baker will take on Soraya, who will be wrestling for the first time in five years. Soraya. Okay. All right, tag team match here: Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal will take on Sting and Darby Allen. Sting and Darby Allen. Okay. Uh, the steel cage match. Pitting Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Okay. A uh, couple matches here that was just made last night. Uh, a six-man tag team match to determine the AW Trios titles. Death Triangle will take on the returning Elite. The Elite. Okay. Uh, also, a... Uh, <coughs> A triple threat match for the AWTNT title as Warlow will defend against Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs. Samoa Joe. Okay. And apparently, ladies and gentlemen, this match has just been added on here. Um, uh, let me see. Let me make sure, of course, that this is because we did hear, of course, here, folks. Uh, um, because we thought that Ethan Page was going to compete in the Eliminator uh, Tournament Finals at Full Gear, but from what I'm seeing now, uh, it looks like they're going to do the semifinals as a pre-show match uh, at Full Gear, as it would now be a triple threat here hitting Brian Cage, Lance Archer, and Brian Cage will take on the, I will take on either Lance Archer or Ricky Starks. Um, just depending upon, of course, this setup here, what do you think about this? Well, Matt, say this match again. Okay. Like I said, they didn't, 
this wasn't mentioned here before. We thought that we thought that that uh, um, that Ethan Page was going to compete again, compete in the finals of the uh, World Title uh, Eliminator Tournament at Full Gear. And uh, this that match may still happen, but they don't have it listed here as the matches at the pay per view. But what they do have apparently is unless they update this of course tomorrow is the semifinals here as Brian Cage is going is going to take on either Lance Archer or Ricky Starks. So I guess my question to you about this match here is number one, will it be Lance Archer or Ricky Starks that faces Brian Cage? And number two who will win between Brian Cage and whoever you pick? I'm gonna say Brian Cage. It's going would would pretty much win the whole, go through the whole thing apparently. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, there, folks. Well, there you have it, right there. Now, Justin, just like I asked JD last night, let me ask you this question. I'll pose this to you. Uh, your personal opinion based upon the matches that we have listed here, in your opinion, what do you think will be the best match on Saturday? Britt Baker and Soraya. Okay, what do you think will be the worst match? Jay Cargill versus Nyla Rose. Okay. Okay, there you have it right there. Thank you, thank you, of course, very much here, Justin. Now, Justin, uh, I will go ahead. We'll go ahead and point out here, ladies, and and to also our listening audience as well, that it looks like that nobody else is popping in here. Apparently, folks that must have had other things to do here. Uh, uh, Mitt is possibly taking care of some matters. Uh, John's probably taking care of some matters. Um, and forgive me for saying, Justin. Uh, but I think JD might be trying to have sex. I don't know, but I'm, right. I'm not, oh, I'm not uh, but I don't know what he's doing. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe something has popped up, and maybe he, they're not able to be on with us here tonight. So, Justin, it appears that we're probably going to need just to go ahead. And as much as I really hate to kind of push this as at the at the at the uh, um. Bring this, bring this to the full brunt here, but we may need, probably may probably will go on right ahead and uh, kind of go ahead and end end tonight's broadcast here since it's just primarily you and me, and we pretty much kind of got everything covered. So, so if you so if you have anything to mention in terms of the of the second take here of our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays please feel free to uh to go ahead and bring that here to us no no i'm just gonna um call call the night okay all right okay justin uh th- thank you very much here of course here as well and um and i and i'll go along right here behind you I here just post i just post i just uh just uh, post it for for you on in your my, my um facebook page Okay, and we will transfer it, of course, to uh, keep in mind, we will transfer it to, of course, either Fan Empire, Entertainment Cavalcade, and or, of course, Sports Roundup. 
everybody can read, of course, your stuff here as well, which I will go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, this young man right here has been doing, uh, uh, has been, of course, been doing a tremendous, a tremendous, uh, has been doing a tremendous job here um, um, in, um, in, uh, in, in taking that here for us. So, like I said, in great detail, he's had a lot of comments, of course, over this since we've been adding them to our pages. So, Justin, I do still give you, of course, high props here, of course, here. Kudos. Uh, yeah, kudos. Kudos. Yeah, he, he, he for the word kudos, of course. So, I will. I'll keep that in mind then. So, um, so in the, so, but I will, we will, of course, get that fixed up here. And we'll get it, of course, prepped here. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, this is Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much here for listening, and also keep just join us. Be sure to join us for Sports Machine, to hopefully tomorrow afternoon, nine four four one five eight five pound, and episode twelve twenty three of Revolution one three eight zero five five pound tomorrow night at nine o'clock as we will talk about SmackDown Rampage, more on Full Gear, and a lot of other great stuff. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCW US Radio Network. Good night, Chad. Good night.